The following is a Secure Foundation broadcast. If you do not have the proper security clearance to listen to this broadcast, please turn off your listening device now and turn yourself in to the police. Our personnel will take it from there. Commencing playback of deadly auditory cognito hazard in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Secure Contain Podcast, the show that explains and discusses every aspect of the SCP Foundation, one topic at a time. I'm your co-host, Soren. I'm your co-host, David. And today we're on to a new unit, finally. Yeah. Took a while. <laughs> yeah, I've, how many of, I we did, I think we, I think the um, group of interest started on episode 8 and ended with 21, so that's like, what, 13? 14 episodes? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so we spent a while on that. Uh, yeah, today we're doing cannons, uh, and the first one we're going to be doing is Broken Masquerade Hub, but before Which, we do that... Broken Masquerade is, I believe, the mo- one of the most well-known cannons, if not the. Like, yeah. I, I look over the name and I can't haven't heard of many of the others, so... Other mm-hmm. than... Okay, Law Foundation might be a little more famous, but this one's better. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah, there's only one... I mean, there's like... There, we talked about End of Death for a moment... Um, where you just can't die. Mm-hmm. There's resurrection. It might be the one that I'm thinking it is. Oh no 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 no. Uh, there's one where the foundation just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, there are like a lot it, of it's ones. done and bright is revered as a god or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we've you know we've talked a lot about in, in most episodes I think where like different canons are up to the different readers. Uh, but before we get into it. Uh, Soren's gonna explain what a canon actually is because okay. he wants to do that in so, depth, and I don't. I don't there's really kind of, well, not in depth, but there's there's the idea that there is no canon for SCP, and that's not really true at all. It's mostly just that the canon's up to the reader, like we've said, and that basically, if you don't like an SCP in your own mind, it just doesn't exist in your little world that you make because it's I, with collaborative writing like that. If you have any other style of canon, it doesn't work because someone's gonna do something that breaks it. And yeah. in this one, everything that contradicts each other, it's fine. It's all fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because again, in the end, it's it's up to you and whether or not you wanna. I believe guess, it to be real. I guess that. it's all fiction, so it doesn't matter. Is I think what the stance is on it. Yeah, pretty much. Unless no, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd say like in in your canon, the joke SCPs might be written written by board researchers, or they might be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they might be the only ones that are real, so who knows? It's just up to you. Yeah, it, it's, it's just all it's, up to your own imagination. Yes. But there are some defined canons where things are different than just, oh, these SCPs exist and these don't, where things are different. Like like I said, end of death is no one can die anymore. Um, mm-hmm. uh, ship in a bottle, that's something else. <laughs> Law Foundation, basically, most of the Foundation died, but the ones who lived are high-power reality benders who believe everything they do everyone else loves, but actually the entire world's in anarchy because they're destroying <laughs> everything. It's basically the crack fiction of the Foundation. Mm-hmm. And then the one that we're talking about today, Broken Masquerade, is basically the Foundation is no longer secret. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we're going to read um, 
there's mm-hmm. a little uh, excerpt or there's a little interview with Oprah. Do you want to be Oprah or Dr. Clef? I will. I would gladly be Oprah. Okay. I don't <clears throat> have a Dr. Clef voice, so it'll just be mine. Okay. I start. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say. I'm just saying that it was the right thing to do at the time. It might not be the right thing to do right now. It might not be the right thing to do again for quite some time. But right then, it was the right thing to do. Are you saying, Mr. Clef? That's Dr. Apologies, doctor. Are you saying, Dr. Clef, that these people deserved to die? Not at all, Oprah. I'm saying at the time that we had no other choice if we wanted to understand how this device worked. Through that understanding, we were able to hide the object from the public and preserve more people's lives than we than were lost. The good of the many, Dr. Clef? The good of the many, Oprah. And now that the veil of secrecy... And now that the veil of secrecy has been lifted? We do things differently, but we still have to do things. Have to study. But why, Doctor? Korea. <laughs> no further then, context is explained. Um, and then there, are, there be... are three there are three posters underneath that, um, which we both thought were ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one on the left one seems to be kind of a, yeah, a recruitment poster. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely is. There's a link at the bottom, but I'm going to try and type in right now. That's a career's link. I'll mute my mic for it, though. Okay. It says, uh, defend friends, family, home, and the future. And it's got like a couple of different army people uh, and then it's got the foundation and the um the logo the middle one says not feeling up to your full potential reality altering effects have been shown to decrease in intensity w- while in foundation containment we can help you become yourself again i guess it's like a uh ad just for the foundation and, and then the one yeah, on the right and also uh, the careers link does not lead anywhere that's sad um yeah and the one on the right is like a, a magazine it says newsweek korea's new foundation the un the foundation for recovering korea is it destiny or disaster Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so mm-hmm. apparently Korea's got a lot to do with this. And then if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, Past uh, there's all a the link. tales that are linked. Yeah, there's a uh, link that says, so you want to write an expose? Click on that. It turns into my advice, kid. Run. They ain't no different. They just don't have to hide no more. And then it's uh, there's like a brief uh, sort of summary. It says, one of the primary purposes of the SCP Foundation is to preserve normalcy, to make sure that John Q. public can wake up in the morning to a world where there isn't such a thing as monsters, where up will always be up and down will always be down. A place where he can wake up in the same world he went to sleep in. And now they failed. An XK scenario was halted through the combined efforts of the Foundation and the GOC. <laughs> However, in the process, most of North Korea was destroyed. Ah. Even that might have explained... Even that might might have been explained anyway, away, somehow, but in the midst of the crisis, sensitive information was leaked from the UN, leading to a public disclosure of many of the players in the paranormal world and their agendas. Now that the world knows about the Foundation, knows that their world is a far stranger place than they expected, how will humanity respond? And obviously okay. these are writings, so don't take them as behavioral studies, because there are some people who will try and justify things like through that, but don't. <laughs> don't They're do not fact. And the first two um, tales, I believe, were the first two written for this canon. The first is called Rip from the Headlines, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it's a little shorter. And then the second is going to be called The Executions of Dr. Bright. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to read uh, right from the headlines and then we can alternate for the executions of Dr. Bright since that's a long one you can be the TV on the. how about you be the TV on right from the headlines the okay. kind of block text yeah okay alright yeah so first one we are reading is right from the headlines okay oh actually wait before we get into this uh, Sora mentioned earlier uh, at the top of the page for the 
this. There's another SCP pun. It says safety continues in public. What? And there's like a, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like the G. Uh, the logo is a little bit different. Secure, contain, protect, and it has like a little red text and things. I just thought I'd point that out. Yeah, it's a little different. Little different uh, color scheme too. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna read room from the headlines. Yep. Okay. Huh. Sorry. Sorry, I'm very tired. It's two p.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I stared at the television, barely catching the words as I helped Helen into the chair. Gone. Nothing left but a giant hole. The hurricanes reported in the region were actually the result of air and water rushing in to fill the... Come on, come on, I said, flipping to another channel. I couldn't care less about North Korea. I was looking for the big news. I don't care about the two sides. Yeah. (laughs) need something big. The gap between the two sides is wider than ever. The Secretary of Defense is defending the secrecy, saying it was for our own protection. The President denies... This was better, but still not quite there. Look, I know you hate it when I flip through the channels, Helen. I said, but for God's sake, the whole world's just changed. Aren't you excited? I just couldn't understand why she didn't look more excited. I'll never understand women, I'm afraid. I tried another as I, blust- I brushed a fly from in front of my face. Having any knowledge of these events are being asked to come forward. Sources in Parliament have confirmed that the Global Occult Coalition is partly funded with Crown. I shook my head, not quite there yet. <laughs> Helen's expression was disapproving. I'm sorry, I said, but you don't understand what it's like for me. You're normal. I've never fit in. I've never belonged. It's easy for you, but there's never been a place for me. I changed the channel. Money like anyone else, Robert. Our clients have refined tastes, and we do our best to attend to them. I don't think you'll find that we've done anything illegal. I wouldn't call. I put my hand on Helen's. Everything's changed today. There are others like me. Can you imagine? I'm not alone. Not really. I shook my head suddenly. Oh, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. Of course I'm glad we met. But we've only known each other a few days, and I've been wanting to find other people like me for all my life. Imagine, like, okay, you were the only one in the world who could see. Nobody knew what blue even was, let alone what it had to do with the sky. Can you even think how lonely that would be? For a trial by the International Court, the SCP Foundation has so far refused consent to an... Look, we can get on with things in a minute. Just let me find one good bit. Someone will be talking about it. You'll see, I told Helen. I changed it again. This time was rewarded by a young woman being interviewed in a studio. Here, look. Examination, because some of the doctors were kind of creepy, but it wasn't bad for the most part. Just awfully lonely, she said. She was blonde, in her early 20s, it seems. Pretty face, though not so pretty as Helen. And all because of your talent? The interview asked. Boorish man. Glasses. I can't stand a man in glasses. Puts me on edge. That's right, she said. They said it could be dangerous. Can we see a demonstration? Asked the interviewer. She nods and is handed a photograph. It shows another man, dark skin, fine suit. As soon as she takes it, it begins to move. The host calls backstage, and the dark-skinned man walks in. His picture matches his movements. When the girl touches the picture, the man jumps and says he could feel her touching him. A close-up shows his skin indenting in the spot where she puts her finger. The camera zoomed in to let everyone know, uh, to let everyone see how her finger goes into the photograph. Have you always been able to do this? Asks the interviewer. Since I was younger, at least, she says. I turned it off. We'd seen enough. Oh, Helen, I said, tears forming in the corner of my eyes. It's so wonderful. I'm not a freak anymore. I belong. For once in my miserable life, I belong. I reached over and stroked her cheek lovingly. It was pale, but there was still a hint of the rosiness she'd had the day before. I brushed the flies from her skin. We'd been talking long enough, and it was time to get on with it. If people spend too much time dead, they start to smell, and people just just don't understand. I tore the skin and flesh from her arm and pulled off her ulna, and began to chew, muscles around my jaw swelling and growing to let me crush the bone. Once I finished, it was time to look outward for once. The world was new, and for once, I had a place in it. 
Oh. Do you, or are you just a cannibal who happens to be strong? Yeah, I was going to say that. You're uh, not this person. <laughs> that escalated very quickly. This dude isn't, doesn't fit still. <laughs> You're just weird. You just kill people and eat them. Yep. What's an, wait, what's an ulna? A bone. It, okay. Yeah, I, okay, I, I wasn't sure. That's that's just like a scientific name for a bone. Or, yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's fun. Jesus okay, Christ. You can start that's... the first part of this longer one. <laughs> that's messed up. Uh, yeah, yeah. The next one is Executions of Dr. Bright. Which um, has a rating of plus 405, which I believe is one of the higher ones on Broken Masquerade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is broken up into a couple of different parts, so we'll just alternate with that. Yeah. Bright knew it had gone wrong when the trucks eased into position on either side of his van. Uh, something in Arabic was spray painted on the sides. He knew he was in big trouble when he saw the men in the beds of the trucks point rifles at him. He gritted his teeth but slow, slowed down as a pickup truck swung in, ha- in ahead of him. He thought about stopping and trying to give them the slip that way, but there was a fourth coming up from behind, boxing them in. Can we fight our way past? asked Brunwick. The stocky biologist held the rifle almost as though he knew what he was doing. Not unless you've just become bulletproof, Bright said. He turned to his six passengers. Okay, we're caught. I don't know who by who yet. If it's the government, they're going to be pissed, but they'll probably hold us long enough for the Foundation to try getting us out. Advani was on his cell phone, letting their contact know they'd been compromised. He was riding shotgun, as he and Bright were the least conspicuous people in the group, especially Bright, wearing an Egyptian body. What if they're terrorists? asked Sandler. His bushy eyebrows would have reached to a younger man's hairline. They are, said Jacobs. He was the senior of the two agents in the vehicle. If this were the government, they'd have armored vehicles. They've had a show of force. They wouldn't just hem us in like this. Will we be okay? squeaked Lopez. The young researcher looked barely out of her teens. Bright almost said no. They almost certainly weren't. But something in her face made him go for the comforting lie. They're probably just inter- interested in ransom, Bright said. They probably don't know who we really are. It's probably bad luck. They saw some Westerners, and they want to make a scene. We stay calm. We wait for someone to come get us. Everyone put down your weapons. If it's all possible, I'll figure out a way to get us through this. He actually had a, had a half-formed plan in mind, but it depended on how greedy their captors were and how perceptive they were. It was a pity he didn't speak more Arabic. The trucks guided them off the main road and southeast. A few miles out, the truck stopped and men with rifles jumped out. They stormed aboard, yelling in Arabic, grabbing at them, pulling them out, and then hitting them as they threw them to the ground. Bright let them, knowing better than to fight back. He heard Brunwick try to take a swing at one of the guards and heard the shot, wincing. He could hear Sandler and Lopez crying out. Jacobs and Avani didn't say a word. They were, they were searched thoroughly, their phones taken away. Even the beacon hidden in his shoe was found and crushed. They made things a little bit more complicated. He'd been hoping for a quick rescue. The foundation might take a little longer now. Bags were placed over their heads, and their hands were cuffed behind them as they were loaded onto one of the trucks. He heard Brunwick's groaning, so apparently they hadn't killed him yet. Oddly, no one touched the amulet. You do not move, one of the males in his ear. You understand? You move, I shoot you. Occasionally, one of the others would move, and he'd hear them cry out if they were after they were corrected. He held still. He had a lot of experience being a captive. He had recognized some of the techniques the guards were using to intimidate them. It helped. A little. Not much. They were pushed out of the truck and herded indoors. It smelled like livestock inside. They were pushed down, and they heard the door shut. Our Edvani began, but Bright shushed him. Again, something in Arabic, a man shouted. Arabic. Bright didn't know much Arabic, but he un- understood Kalashnikov well enough. After a few hours, a man came in and removed the hoods. He wore a military fatigue with a sword hanging at his side. A scarf covered his face. Several other men were behind him, holding AK-47s at the, at the group. One man was operating a camera. You are prisoners of uh, Hezbi al-Khalifa. We know about your foundation. 
You spit in the face of Allah. Son of a bitch, Bright thought. Someone sold him out. He wanted to. You, with the necklace. You are Dr. Bright. We know all about you. The man reached out to touch the amulet, but his hands were covered with leather gloves. This is you. This is your soul. You are an abomination. We will show the world we stand against such things. One of the men took a knife and cut off Bright, Bright's ear off. He gritted his teeth. Was it a Muslim whose body you wear, Kofir? Whose life did you steal? You are a ghoul, the man with the scarf shouted. Do your worst, he said, and he immediately regretted it. This wasn't an action movie. The knife came down into his eye, and he saw no more. He woke up some time later, disoriented. He could tell he was in another body. Had he been rescued? No, his hands were still cuffed behind his back. His knee had a sharp, hot ache. He shifted to a semi-shit... <laughs> I almost. <laughs> almost. He shifted to a semi-sitting position. There he was go. in a large body, he could tell that much. Strong. He looked around and saw Jacobs, Sandler, Advani, and Lopez. Realization hit. He looked down to see Brunwick's large frame. Those sons of bitches. Brunwick? Sandler whispered. Bright shook, her head, shook, his, Bright shook his head. Brunwick's head. Sandler started crying. Bright hadn't realized they were that close. A cynical part of his mind wondered if the man was just frightened that the same would happen to him. He looked over to where he'd been executed. The body was already gone, but the blood was still pooled on the dirt floor. They appeared to be alone. How are we going to get out of this? asked Lopez. I don't know, Bright said. Let me think. The beacon was gone. The terrorists knew who he was, knew what the amulet did. There was no telling when the Foundation would be back. He wasn't afraid of dying. Even if they tried destroying the amulet, it was unlikely they'd manage here a task he hadn't managed with the best equipment. However, he didn't want to see any more of his team die. He needed to figure out a way to get out of this, somehow. He didn't sleep the entire night. He kept trying to come up with a plan. If only the Foundation would hurry up and rescue them. In the morning, they came for him again. Again, the man with the scarf came in, and again the camera was set up. He was pulled to his feet, his knee near nearly buckling under him, before they wrestled him into position. Again, we had the Kafir Dr. Bright. He lives because that amulet steals the life of others, puts him into their body. We have let him steal the life of his friend. His own friend he steals the life from. Now he must die again. The knife came down, this time for his throat, but he was ready. Brunwick was nothing if not strong. He lunged with his good knee, trying to touch the guard with his necklace. He had just a moment's confused vision from the man before the shots rang out, and he died again, twice. He woke up, and this time saw Advani, Sandler, and Lopez. Jacob's then. Ten little Indians, he thought. He was tied up more securely, already in the position where he'd been executed twice before. Gagged, too. He could still feel he could feel the sticky blood on his pant legs, smell the older blood starting to sink. They weren't taking any chances this time. The others were looking at him in pity, revulsion, and fear. They must have seen Jacob's face suddenly go blank and light, and then light up with a foreign intelligence. Must have seen it happen to Brunwick, for that matter. They'd seen their own futures. Must be one thing to know it happened to an anonymous D-class personnel, and another to see it happen to someone you know. Don't worry, Advani said to the others. We'll get out of this somehow. They all knew he was lying, though. He tried to go to sleep, but Jacob's body was still wired from adrenaline. He stared at the walls of the dirt floor, anything to avoid looking at his team. He was almost eager when the man in the scarf opened the door, just to get it over with. Once again, we have the Kafir Dr. Bright. He is alive because that amulet steals the life from others and puts him into their bodies. We have let them, we have let him steal the life of his friend. His own friend he steals the life from. Now he must die again. It was the same speech from before. Bright realized that they probably weren't releasing his death in Brunwick's body. It wouldn't look as good to see him fighting back. This time, the knife traced a line across his head. Fingers dug into Jacob's frizzy hair, roughly, and pulled the scalp back. 
Bray screamed into the gag. They took their time on him. By the end, he was silently, silently begging them to finish it. He woke up again. It was much later. He was tied up and gagged again, in position. He looked around, saw Sandler and Lopez. He realized that now there was a pattern to their choices. First was Big Brunswick, then guards, Jacobs and Advani. Next it would be Sandler, then pretty young Lopez. They wanted to build it up, escalate the choice of taking their bodies. They'd taken the real men. Next it would be the harmless old man, and finally the young woman. Sandler looked broken. Lopez no longer looked scared. She looked angry. Angry at the terrorists. Angry at him. He might have been projecting the last. He certainly was pretty angry with himself. Something nearby caught his eye. Something was scratched into the dirt. It was faint, and it looked atrocious, but he could just read it. Help coming. Hold out. It had to be fresh, or the terrorist would have trampled it into the dirt. His heart, Advani's heart, leapt into his throat. He, if he could just stall, he could still get Sandler and Lopez out of this. Lopez for certain, just a little longer. But the door was opening again. Here was the leader of the terrorists, coming in with his lackeys. Bright steeled his mind. He had to let them go to work. The longer he lived, the better their chances of rescue. The ghoul Dr. Bright has taken another of his friends. He does not care for anyone but himself, but now he suffers. We will make him regret every second he is alive, and then we will destroy him in the name of Allah. He waved theatrically to the camera. One of the men took a bucket and threw it on him. He retched that it was realized it was dung. Pig shit, he thought. Where did they even find pigs in Egypt? Didn't they, get all, didn't they all get killed during the swine flu epidemic? The other man took a knife and began making little cuts on his face. Nothing terribly painful, but it was letting the pig shit seep deep into the wounds. Not that he expected to live long enough for infection to be a concern, but it was humiliating, which was, of course, the point. We defile him, has, we defile him as his unclean soul defiles the bodies of others. We swear undying jihad against all foundation kafirs. With, the man, the, with that, the man pulled out his sword and held it high. No, 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 the bright thought. You're supposed to torture me. This isn't how it's supposed to go. As the sword began its arc, he comforted himself with the fact thought that Lopez, at least, would make it. The rescue came several hours after the sword. The terrorists had, left, had just left them alone for the night when the rescue team came in. It wasn't even a battle. It was over in minutes. Bright was untied, escorted to the evac helicopter, and loaded in. On the way back, one of the agents explained how the chaos insurgency had fed Hezub al-Khalifa intelligence about them, down to the location of their van. Had they gotten that information, or exactly why they'd done it, wasn't yet known. The leading theory was that it was intended to keep the Foundation and the terrorists busy while they secured an unknown asset and hightailed it out of Dodge. As they arrived at the secure facility and were escorted to a debriefing room, he sat down between the two remaining passengers from the van. Well, that could have gone better, said Claudia. Sorry, I got help as quickly as I could. A cigarette seemed to hang in midair. You did your best, said Bright. I just wish... I know, Doctor. I had hoped she'd make it as well. I just don't get it, Bright said. Everyone else they picked, there was an escalation. First Brig Brunwick, then Jacobs and Advani. She should have been last. You don't get it, Claudia said. Different culture. To us, sure, the young lady would have been the finale. To them, though. Bright stared at Sandler, at his balding head and fringe of white hair, and then down to the shapely young hands he wore. Of course, the male elder. I'm sorry, Sandler said. I wish it had been the other way. There was one final execution for Dr. Bright that night. His handlers tried to save him, but he was just too quick. Oof. That's okay. That's really rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, I guess... I mean, I, the yeah, the title of that explains it pretty... Yeah. Well enough, the executions of Dr. Bright. Yeah. Man, that really sucks. 
<laughs> see uh, that this is the truth is out there also later okay these are one of those ones where it's like like after i after i finish reading it like i just don't know what else to say yeah because <laughs> it's I think what like we could oh. say is the mid-roll all right hello everyone thanks for <laughs> <to the show. laughs> okay i completely forgot about that but you know what that <laughs> we're, yeah that we're works. doing a show uh-huh totally the Let people listen up. to supposedly <laughs> why okay. but <laughs> thank you for question. doing it i appreciate it mm-hmm uh, tell other people to do the thing. <laughs> and yeah. This, okay, this is really scuffed. Uh, we have a Patreon and Twitter. Um, uh, our Twitter is, uh, twitter.com forward slash se podcast show, uh, or, and, or at se podcast show. Uh, we also have, like I said, a Patreon. Um, it's just se podcast. Uh, Soren has made the text I white, so not, I can't I'm, read it. Uh, we have our tiers are $1, which is a shout-out, and then a $5, um, which is exclusive access to our Discord and cut content, which we actually might, we actually may be doing it soon. Uh, we know, we, have an we idea. talk about it all it's, the time, but we have an idea. It's, it's like pre-show we, type thing. Instead of um, talking for a half hour and recording the show... We start recording, then talk for a half hour, and then that goes up on the Patreon, unedited. Yeah, we have a lot of really weird conversations uh, before we do episodes, so yeah. that could be funny. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's the $5 tier. Um, our Discord, uh, the link for that, if you want to join that, is on our Twitter. Um, we have a lot of people in there. It's it's fairly active. I think it died down a bit recently just because we went on the hiatus for so long. But it's still fairly active. Need some cool people uh, Talk talk about scp things or not scp things we've talked a lot about non-scp things on that thing so uh yeah join that um if you would like okay i guess i'll do the rest of it as well since soren is dead uh for sponsorships oh. promotional messages and personal messages uh please email scp sc podcast official at gmail and as usual thank you to kevin mclord for providing your music under the title twisting uh Word, I think that's just, just going to go We're straight just going to keep going. Um, the next tale is one that I found, and uh, you, I thought I, you found the uh, you found the title. <laughs> yeah, um, on the Broken Masquerade Pub, it's a little bit farther down, uh, and it's so it's called "Keeping It Chill with Your Homies" down at the SCP Foundation. And the only reason why I picked it was because the subtitle was uh, "Thanks for Netflix and Chilling with Us." D thirteen seven four five. That was really swag of you. Uh, so <laughs> I'm reading that now. Um, we can, there are a lot of people in this. Um, I can, oh God, there are, well, well not, no, there wait, a no, lot no, of there's two. Wait a minute. There's two and there's two in the boxes. Yeah. Um, I will be outside. I'll be Dr. Henley Ruslan, uh, and inside I'll be Wentworth. So I'll be Handler and Robertson. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, again, keeping a chill with your homies down at the SCP Foundation. Uh, Alright, Michael. Here's that video we made for the public. Public image restoration campaign. Now, I'm gonna have to warn you. This video isn't going to be, well, easily understandable. Wait, what does that mean? It's gotta be good enough for the public, Henry, so it should be fairly easy to comprehend. Well, we wanted to make it more oriented towards a uh, younger audience, so we tried to make it a little cooler, like with memes and slang and stuff. Oh god, I'll see, but you know I, of all people, can't understand this generation any more than anyone else. Look, you have my office number, so just give me a ring if anything stands out, alright? 
Fine, fine. See you later. Mr. Handler walks back into the PR office and takes a seat at his desk. He carefully inserts the flash drive Dr. Risling gave him to, into his computer and installs his contents. A single file, a single file called uh, KICWHDATSCPF.MP4. It's an acronym um, for keeping it chill with your homies down at the SCP Foundation, by the way. Okay, that makes sense. That MP4 appears on his desktop. Sighing, he clicks on it and the video starts. An instrumental, an instrumental version, version of Never Gonna there. Give You Up by Rick Astley begins playing as an animated SCP logo spirals down to the center of the screen. The test, the text keeping it chill with your homies down at the SCP Foundation sparkles into view around the logo. The screen fades into an outdoor setting with heavily graffitied back wall in the background. Two men enter from alongside either edge of the screen wearing baggy lab coats over colorful t-shirts alongside athletic shorts, Nike socks and sneakers, and most notably, generic blue baseball caps worn with their rims facing backwards. Oh god, I have to read this. What's up, party people? I'm Foundation Researcher Chaz Wentworth. Uh, just of note, his name is Chandler. Um, and I'm his friend Bobby Doug. There's no Bob in his name. It's D oh no, it's Douglas Robertson. Okay. And together we are... Director Robertson and Dr. <laughs> Wentworth each cross their arms and lean against each other, facing out towards the camera. And either side of the screen, the super, super cool, cool peeps. peeps. Oh, this is like something your teacher would show you in 2009. A cartoon boing sound effect is audible. Today, Bobby Dog and I will talk to you, dope frickin' meme lords, about a lit organization made to keep all of you safe and able to go about your normal lives. That's right, Chaz. A lot of people have been saying some mean things about SCP that make us very sad, but we wanted to tell you it's a bunch of yucky baloney. <laughs> In fact, let me tell you guys a secret. The SCP Foundation has stopped the world from ending over 9,000 times. No! Your next, your, oh, God. How crazy cool is that? It makes me want to hit that dab, 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 dab. <laughs> oh, Christ. Director Robertson and Dentworth each make their own shabby attempt at executing a popular dance move known as the dab, wherein the performer points their flattened palm. Oh, my God, it's describing it. Their flattened palms face down and out to one direction, allowing their outermost armpit to come in contact with their lowered face. This is you. Hold on, I'm trying to see if this video exists. <laughs> Wait, they both say yeet. Uh, oh, no. Oh, I, videos. Please. No. Someone, someone should made this. this video. Someone needs to make this. Yeah, they both say yeet. Um, uh, now that we've said that, people are going to want us to. Um, <laughs> Mr. They Mr. Just, Handler. They both just say yeet. Yeah. Mr. Handler. It does not specify they're in unison, so that's better. <laughs> I, have, I think that's worse. Who was I worse. Again? Just like Handler. Yeet, yeet. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Handler pauses the video. Turning his swivel chair towards the phone, he dires doc dials Dr. Ruslan's office number. The phone rings three times before Dr. Ruslan picks up. Hello, this is Dr. Henry Ruslan, Site 96, General Research and Containment. Hi, Henry. It's Michael. Oh, hey, Michael. Did you take a look at that video yet? That's what I'm doing right now. And, uh, what the hell? Is this some kind of joke? They just did, like, a dab or something, and now they're both going yeet or whatever the hell. Isn't that a cuss word? <laughs> I don't think so. Let, let me look it up. Dr. Ruslan can be heard typing something into his keyboard. Okay, I looked it up. It says yeet means to discard an item at high velocity. <laughs> they're just, like, using Urban Dictionary as a dictionary. Definitely. What? But if Chandler and Douglas both just, like, said it randomly without any context, this has to be coherent if you want to release it to the public. I'm imagining the guys in the video are, like, 
early 20s and they know exactly what they're doing and how it's bad. See, I I, I imagine them as like 40-year-old middle-aged balding dudes. <laughs> I, one, one of each. One of them knows exactly what's happening. It's like it's like like it's like the son and the dad, or it's like the son and the dad. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Look, you know our intern Barry. He's nineteen. He knows what he's doing, and he says kids these days just say "yeet" all the time by itself. So whatever, you know. All right. I trust you, Henry. Talk to you soon. I know there's more. Bye, Michael. Oh God, there's more. Doctor Handler hangs up and unpauses the video. Who was I again? Uh, oh, you're me. Robertson. You're Robertson. But seriously, squad, I'm gonna say squad fam. <laughs> um, the SCP Foundation tries finna hard to make everything on Earth safe, everyone on Earth safer by containing dangerous or weird stuff. Of course, that doesn't mean weird is a bad thing. But we wouldn't something anomalous walk <laughs> Why around, is it me? <laughs> Why is everything me? Whoa there, Chaz. Epic use of the word anomalous. Do you kids know what anomalous means? I should tell you myself, but I think I have a very good friend who would love to tell you instead. Come on in, 999, the happy I'll do, slime boy. I'll do that was Rosalind me. That comment again. Me. Yeah, Dr. Okay. Rosalind wearing a large phone costume reminiscent of SCP-999 shambles on screen. The happy slime guy. <laughs> Hi, kids. I'm SCP-999, and I love helping people. I want to help you by teaching you a big word. Anomalous. That's A N O M A L O U S. Something is anomalous when it does not follow the general rules of normal society. Now, would a criminal be considered anomalous since they do not follow the rules? Certainly. No, wait. However, <laughs> however, we're using it to mean something a little different. Here, the word anomalous means something that doesn't make any sense, like myself. I am anomalous because I am a living blob of slime. Wow, that's a thick description, 999. Thanks for so much for coming. Thick is oh, spelled with two speeds, by the way. I mean, Chaz. Dr. Ruslan turns and begins to walk off screen. In the process, a large chunk of phone breaks off the costume and lands on the floor. A cartoon bonk sound effect plays. He quickly bends down to remove it and falls forward. The same bonk sound is audible. Director Robertson helps him up and ushers him out of the viewing area. Dr. Han- Dr. Han- sorry, Mr. Handler pauses the video. He places his forehead into his palm and takes a series of deep breaths. After about a minute, he sits back up and unpauses the video. Oh, I'm Robertson, aren't I? Yeah. Robertson. Robertson? Um, that's not even how you would ever do it. Now that you know what anomalous means, let's talk a little about some of the anomalous things we have at the Foundation and why our work is so savage. I mean, we... <laughs> No! I don't want to read this. Keep reading, sorry. Because here's the thing. It was clearly trying to seem bad, but it was also very clearly written at least six months ago. So there's two layers to it. I mean, we could contain Slender Man. We could contain Tamaitu Cosita. We could eat... <laughs> we could even contain Big Chungus. Chaz, what's your dopest favorite SCP? God, there's 80s slang mixed in, too. <laughs> Bobby, I know just the thing. Last Thursday, I was in charge of a monthly event with SCP-4252, which... Which is a uh, clock full of beans, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, they're just ob- the- no, they're just objects filled with baked beans, which is <laughs> actually the- <laughs> a thing that happens. <laughs> One of the resident anomalies here at Site-96... 4252 is this wacky room full of, you won't believe this, baked beans. 
The room fills up with baked beans every month, and then we summon a magical bean leprechaun with a spell. And, want to know the craziest part? He eats all the beans right there and then. If that isn't a r slash dank meme, then I don't, <laughs> I don't know what is. Oh my God. I want to watch someone. To do wait, wait. How recent is this? I can't tell anymore. Cause forty-two. It says the last edited forty-two days ago. Do they edit this to update it to make it worse? Yeah. Because well, yeah. Because look at the next line. What? Yeah, Go. I know. Ah, that's hot, Chaz. Totally fire, but sadly, fam, a lot of the anomalies we keep are actually hecka mean, and that makes us feel no me gusta. Our biggest job is to keep you all safe from them, but for some reason, <laughs> these are two arrows that shouldn't mix. It's words. Hair is. <laughs> That's not what it says. <laughs> Haters keep. <laughs> Do you need me to say that? I got it. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? I read the next line too. Yeah. Haters, haters keep trolling us by saying we are bad and we should destroy our company, and it just makes us want to do surgery on a grave. <laughs> But uh, here's the thing, home slices. We actually do a ton of great things for humanity as a whole. Just switch we er- to straight. Yeah, we we eradicated we eradicated dysentery, kept a fungal disaster from spreading, and we've trapped countless monsters who, without our help, would probably be going sicko mode on our tushies. <laughs> tushies. Um. Now I think it's about time we talk about the thing you all want to know about. And no, it is not Fortnite. It's our very own D class boys. Here at the SCP Foundation, we get help from our epic D-classes to test out the anomalous effects of various creatures and places that we might want to know more about. In fact, we have someone you might want to meet. Come on out. I'll be the D-class as well. A man in an orange jumpsuit walks slowly onto screen and stands in between Director Robertson and Dr. Wentworth. He is visibly uncomfortable. Uh, hi, I am D13745, but you can call me Derek. I, uh... I used to be a bad guy. I stole a bunch of stuff and injured some people trying to escape, but I got caught. I was in jail for four years before the SCP Foundation offered me a job. I've been here for like two weeks, and uh, it's better than jail. Other than taking a science test and talking to some old dude in the bathroom, I've just been chilling. Which are both SCPs. Yeah. D13745, is your life sweet now that you've become a D-class personnel? I mean, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm still not free, but at least I feel like I have a purpose, you know? Let's see you again. Terrific. Well, thanks for Netflix and chilling with us, D13745. That was really swag of you. Yeah, okay, whatever. D13745 exits. Simultaneously, a slide whistle is heard moving up and then back down. Mr. Handler pauses the video. He opens Internet Explorer and types the phrase Netflix and chill into the search bar. After loading for 20 seconds, a definition appears at the top of the browser. Netflix and chill is an internet slang term used either as an invitation to watch Netflix together or as a euphemism for sexual activity, either as a part of a romantic partnership or as a casual sex or as a creepy invitation. Mr. Handler shakes his head in disapproval. He scribbles something down on a sticky note before unpausing the video. Give me a moment, I'm setting something up. Okay. I don't, I'm scared now, but okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really glad we read this. <laughs> Like, I, I don't, uh, 
Oh my god. <sighs> I don't know what he's setting up. I don't know what he has to set up. But apparently he is setting up something. <clears throat> I can't find it. What are you looking for? The sound effect it says happens. Oh, like the slide whistle? No. The other one. The new... Okay. Uh, God, that's me again. Why am I the one that... Uh, how le epic is that? D-class personnel are actually treated great at the SCP Foundation. We take them out of prisons where they don't want to be and let them stay with us as long as they help us with a few science experiments. And yes, sometimes the experiments are dangerous, but we do them because we want you dope peeps to be chilling on Earth for a long, long time. And if we didn't have our D-friends to test stuff for us, we might not have enough information to keep everyone safe. A 1940s cartoon-era Auga sound Auga. effect is, I don't is know what audible. It is. I can't do it. Um, I was trying to find that sound, but I literally can't even think of the st how to start trying to find it. <laughs> well, fam, that's our cue to leave you guys alone. But I hope you dudes and dudettes keep everything we said in mind. And remember, as long as you focus hard and get a lot done, you too can save the world. Dr. Wentworth and Director Robinson wave at the screen as it fades to black. Mr. Handler takes a moment to unpack what he's just watched. He reaches for the phone, but stops himself. Turning back to his computer, he opens his email and checks the project deadline. Tuesday, May 21st, by 4 p.m. Mr. Handler looks at the bottom right corner of his screen. 3.42 p.m., 5.21, 2019. Mr. Handler sighs. He reaches under his desk and pulls out a half-empty bottle of scotch and glass. He pours himself a shot, drinks it, and presses send. <laughs> this takes place on May 21st, 2019. I do want to see someone make this video, though. Please, someone do it. I'm uploading this article. I'm signing into my account. To, uh, I can't sign into my account. <laughs> that was incredible. I loved that. Mm -hmm. I loved every minute That was minute a spiritual experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you want to try Should and read another? Uh, well, you sure. Didn't, okay, because I was going to say, didn't, wasn't there the one that you the truth wanted to read? The truth there. is out there. Yeah. Yeah, we can read that one real quick. Oh, I just, just a very bad phrase of words. What's the phrase? Epic rap battles of SCP. <laughs> oh, that's God, a horrible set of words. I mean, epic rap battles of warriors is another pretty good one. All right, did you just want to do huh? the different? Did you just want to do the different alternating sections on this as well? Sure. Okay. Yeah, you can start. Uh, again, this oh, is uh, okay. Yeah, this one's called "The Truth Is Out There." This one's much higher rated. I don't know why. Nothing could top that one. Um, Obviously not. Gilbert Butch Books. B-U-C-H-S. Yeah, Gilbert B-U-C-H-S had a little game that he played in his free time lately. He sat in front of his computer, played old one, one of his old New World Order Exposed videos, opened a bottle of bourbon, and then took a shot whenever he was right. Gilbert watched Video Gilbert standing in front of a dry erase board. He had drawn a... Oh my god, he's watching his own videos. He had drawn a rectangle on it. It looked like someone had chewed off one corner. Suspenseful stock music is played in the background. Something is happening in Kansas. Video Gilbert drew a circle on one of the edges that hadn't been gnawed at. Last week, I caught word that there was a man out west who was struck by lightning and survived. If you think that's strange... No. You haven't been watching me long enough. What really matters is what happened afterwards. 
I got to interview him, and you're about to hear some of the audio I taped from the encounter. The screen faded to black with the caption, This happened right in our backyards! Uh, you can do the old man's voice, by the way. Uh, okay, what can you tell me about the days between the accident and when they showed up? An old man's voice responded, Well, uh, nothing, really. I just went along, building. Describe the encounter, then. I think I went to the door. I was in the middle of... I, I was holding the wrench, and I opened the door. And I was sitting down, like I was about to watch TV, but I didn't have one. I think I'd thrown it out or hooked it up to something, but everything I had been putting together was gone. Basement was clean. You have memories missing. All of it. I only know about the lightning because of my health insurance and because of the lightning flower. What, what's that? When you get struck, it can leave a mark on your skin that... Oh, here, take a look. There was a pause and something, some rustling. The old man had turned around and lifted up his shirt. Yeah, I see it. Looks like a huge tree tattooed on your back. It's faded now, but it was a lot worse back then. I only remember what to build because of one of the bits that was, was hit out back. I made one of them. Electric eels, like out of some computers in middle school throughout. Then there was a crashing noise. Good golly, I gotta see what's going on down there. Then there was some mumbling and the old man said, No, 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 you, you ain't allowed down there. I think you better be. The audio cut off and Gilbert showed up again. Now we can see two things are immediately apparent. One, he counted on his fingers, the lightning strike caused some sort of change in him that can't be explained by science. What? It, hold on. I, I'm gonna break character for a moment. <laughs> the lightning caused a mark that looks like a burn mm -hmm. on a person and also yeah. messed with his head. Mm -hmm. Those are two things lightning can do. Yeah. Unexplained a bull by science. <laughs> yep. And then this guy who's saying he's going to take a shot whenever he was right, downs a shot. Yeah. Two, he's been used to create some sort of machines, and someone is taking those machines for their own uses. Gulp close enough. You know what I think? That lightning was more than just bad weather. It was a beacon someone was teaching him. Gulp. Someone alien. And that memory blank was then coming to collect. Clink, he set the shot glass on the desk. There's something among us, folks. Something that's using us for its own ends, then wiping our memories of the experience. Gulp. Something inhuman. Clink. The rest was contact information. Gilbert cut it off. Then he looked at the bottle. Damn, he thought. I should have been better at this. <laughs> Gilbert I don't know stopped. if that means he wanted to be more right or less right. Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert stopped over at the used bookstore the next day. Kathy had wanted him to meet her there, and he felt like picking up something to read. There was a wiry kid in front of him in line who could have been Gilbert ten years ago. The boy was looking for something in particular. It's got a bright red cover with sort of a, I don't know the term, Art Nouveau? Pop art? It's got a design on it, and the title is Star or something. Sorry, the girl at the counter said. I know what you're talking about, and I'm pretty sure we sold it yesterday. The boy went to check self-help, and Gilbert rang up just as Kathy walked in. Kathy was middle-aged, with God's warrior on the front lines across the encroaching satanic movie, movement, and wore a kitten sweater. She handed Gilbert and she yeah she handed Gilbert and the counter girl a Xeroxed flyer. Demonic danger to children. A satanic child pain foundation have have kidnapped an American girl for their sick rituals, and she has grown up as a drug controlled slave drone for the European science cult. And there's a picture of a woman with her eyes blacked out. They call her SCP two three one nine. Twenty three is an ancient Bavarian Illuminati magic number, and they teach her perverted Harry Potter underage magic in New York. If you have any Christian love, resist the New World Order 666 scientific kidnapping program and their Keter Hebrew lizard masters. Okay, so, okay. So let's, <laughs> let's dig into this a little bit before mm -hmm. we continue. 
This looks exactly like something you would see um, that was made to sat like parody like mom groups on Facebook that was mm -hmm. also that was accidentally shared to a mom group on Facebook and they loved it. <laughs> That's what this looks like. Yeah. And the image is just a woman with either the lighting or Photoshop so she doesn't have eyes. Mm. And it's not even creepy. It just looks like there's a shadow over her eyes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you're, pretty, you're you're right, though. It sounds like something that was like parody mom groups and then it actually got shared and they loved it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the pair sat down. Kathy sat, set the stack of handouts on the table. Gil, why did you want to see me? What? I thought you asked me to come here. No. Oh. Well... I guess I just wondered what you've been up to. Up to? She chopped the flyers. I don't think my feet have touched the ground all week. Gilbert leaned over to scratch his head. It's all true, Kathy. All of it. I don't know what you mean. This. The truth isn't out there anymore. It's right here. Gilbert held up a copy of Newsweek. The cover photograph depicted a dark-skinned child holding up a crude but accurate drawing of the Pepsi logo. Sorry, I got a burp. Um, and it said virus. There's like a little box that says virus culture. What are memetic hazards? How are companies using them legally? And why is one convinced this boy that this is what face look, faces look like? Newsweek has a scoop on me. My job is pretty much over. You're just giving up on fighting the conspiracy? Kathy pointed at the flyer in Gilbert's hands. I'm trying, harder, I'm trying harder than ever. What's there to fight? According to the Times, 239 is in U.S. custody, and they've told her that whatever magic they try to teach her doesn't work. 231 was something with someone else, and the Guardian says that she was handed over to the GOC because she wasn't actually human. Or isn't anymore, or something. I don't even know who that is in the photograph. Kathy cringed at the mention. The Global Cult Coalition. But the cult and global sounded like profanity coming from her. They're the evil army of the One World Government. Like the Peace Corps and FEMA combined. Times ten. What? No, they aren't. That SCP thing is being cut up and served to governments like a... Like a sheet cake. And the GOC is trying to keep the stuff out of their hands. They're doing the right thing here. Gilbert, everyone thinks they know the truth now. But we know better. At least I thought we did. A thought crossed Gilbert's mind. Was she in denial? He stopped himself from saying it. Instead, he tapped the stack of newspapers and magazines. It all adds up. Proof positive. You don't have to rely on conspiracy theories. Gilbert turned paler. That's not what I meant. Yes, it is. Kathy picked up her flyers. I should go pick up this kids from soccer. Still homeschooling? Gilbert tried to change the subject, but Kathy wasn't having it. She stood up, went to leave, then turned around for a last thought. What happened to you, Gilbert? You're reading mainstream media. You're just like them. She waved an arm in no particular direction. Or maybe they're just like me. Uh, I'm going to read the last little bit before I... Duh. That night, Gilbert sat down <laughs> and read everything he could from his old, all his old favorite sites. It was nothing he didn't know already. He wanted to get excited. He wanted to find something. But it was all true. All of it. Gil opened YouTube and scrolled through his account playlist until he found it. Forget everything you know. Bigfoot is real. Gilbert was about to get wasted. <laughs> so this is showing that if consp even cons if conspiracy theorists were found out to be true all one one day, like that they found out they were all right, they would keep doing it. They would keep doing things and keep claiming to know things that other people didn't. Mm -hmm. Do the usual conspiracy theory type thing. Yeah, they even if their conspiracy theory were true, they just keep going to something else. Uh huh. <laughs> Like, oh god. That's great. So basically, society continues as expected when the foundation's revealed. Pretty much, yeah. Idiots exist, and also people can't do memes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I think we're gonna 
probably wrap it up there. Um, yeah, so Broken Masquerade is basically just the world where the Foundation knows is known to exist, North Korea no longer exists, and uh, that's <laughs> Yeah, we read, I uh, read from the headlines, Executions of Dr. Bright, Keeping It Chill with Your Homies Down at the SCP Foundation, and The Truth is Out There. Uh, so There's a bunch of more guys, if you want. Yeah, there are... There, yeah, there's there are ethical question mark, Joseon, six letters addressed to the SCP Foundation, and one letter home. Some SCPs on the outskirts, reality TV, designer pets, and fine dining. Yeah, there are a lot. There are a lot more. Um, God, home. I, I, I really like the. I'm good chilling with your for this video again. <laughs> you probably just search the title of the thing. I don't know. I Anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was uh, Broken Masquerade. This has been the Secure Contained Podcast. Uh, I have been your co-host, David. There's none of them. <laughs> And that's it. That's your co-host, Soren. Uh, and we will see all of you guys later. Someone needs to make that video. Next Bye. week we'll do probably Apotheosis or something. Who knows? Uh, just another mm-hmm. canon. That's what it will be. And eventually uh, I'll see if I can figure out a way to convince someone to make that video. Because <laughs> I want to watch people do that video. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see you guys v- next like week. Like a VHS filter. Hold on. No, I'm not done. A VHS <laughs> filter. Like... The pattern on the jazz solo cups, but in like purple and teal on the t-shirts, um, the the lab coats obviously, and the generic blue backwards baseball caps. So, plastic sunglasses, one of which isn't sunglasses as so much as it's the slits. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna end the recording. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, bye. I'll bye. see you guys later. Bye.